Welcome to the Making It Happen podcast, hosted by Tom Heaney. Tom is a serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping people realize their true potential. He's on a mission to connect people that make it happen in the real world, to bring you their story, to inspire and help you achieve amazing results. Here's your host, Tom Heaney. My name's Tom Heaney. I am full-time in property. When I say full-time, I manage my own time. But my commitment level is off the chart when it comes to building a portfolio of property that generates passive income, well, near passive. Uh, It's the best asset-backed business out there. I'm also massively passionate about empowering people to live amazing lives through using the tools of our companies uh, and also the systems that we utilize. But behind all that is a cheeky little chap who really just enjoys making the most out of life. And I just think time is so precious, so I hate wasting time. So I normally get frustrated when I feel like I'm shopping and I'm just thinking, oh, this is such a waste of my life right now. I prefer doing something more meaningful. And so meaningful for me is just spending time with people that I love, um, empowering people that I care about, but also meeting lots of people, new people just like yourself, and knowing that I'm just contributing to your life too. Take you back right to when I was a young little chap. Um, I... I, I always found school really difficult. Um, actually, in primary school, I loved school, but actually going to secondary school, I just never felt that I fitted in. I was always that square peg and round hole. And my my focus and attention was in, scout, in scouting. So I, I loved the outdoors. It wasn't academic. It was more about just getting practical. I was always the, the super scout who wanted all the badges. Always wanted to win the award, so my little patrol was always winning the awards every single week. And if there was a camping competition, we won it. And, and that's where I was getting my fulfillment, achievement, and success. School was just a bit of a pain, really. And I got really bad results at GCSE and at A level. And then I still went to university because I thought that's what you had to do to get a good job. So yeah, I went, I went to university, discovered I had dyslexia, and for the first time ever, uh, they were like, actually, Tom, the reason you do X, Y, and Z is because you have dyslexia, and this is how you see the world. For the first time, I was like, wow, now I understand how I think, and I understand how the best to get, uh, get the most out of me, and my results just skyrocketed. We ended up getting like a first at university, at 82%, and I suddenly realized, wait a minute, I understand now how I learn, and I, I went to, to go to be a teacher, and because of that really life-changing moment, I wanted to go and show all the young people out there that there was more than one way to be successful in school and education. And that became my soapbox and mantra and everything I did. Um, but going back to when I was a young person, um, in terms of wealth, we weren't wealthy. My dad was a secondary school teacher. My mom was working for, uh, for the Inland Revenue. But I had a um, disabled brother, mentally handicapped. Uh, he had autism and lots of other complexities. So all the money and a lot of attention was going on just helping him. And yeah, so we never went abroad on holiday. We, um, it was it was a, a, a tough decision even to get some nice trendy clothes. I remember I felt really guilty that I wanted some Nike Air Max and it was all about how much money that was going to be. And those kind of decisions made me have associations with money that maybe uh, gave me uh, limiting beliefs as I t- moved into adult life. So maybe you can relate to that. Like the things that happen in your childhood can actually impact the decisions you make as an adult. Um, well, when I was a young person, I wanted to be a grass cutter. So I remember saying to my dad as a, as a like, seven-year-old dad, I'd love to sit on a, on a drive on a lawnmower. That sounds like a cracking job in life. Uh, but actually in my teenagers, I always had inside me that I wanted to be a multi-millionaire. That's what was one of the things I had, but I just didn't think it was for me. I also really wanted to get into property. Even at 18, 
Um, when I was 16, by the way, I got run over, I had a car accident, broke my jaw, was in hospital, and I got some insurance payout. And so when I was 18, I was given a, a small pot of money. And I, at that point, I was like, I want to buy a property. Something inside me knows that that's what I need to do. But my network, my advisory, people around me um, didn't really give me the support that I needed or the, the sign portion to kind of get the next step and didn't have the internet and all the access and all the education like this to give me the tools either. But I knew back then I wanted to get into property. So property, I wanted, I did want to, and I also liked the idea of business. But the thing is about school, I, I did GCSE business and my teachers absolutely sucked. Um, imagine the scene. Um, there's two classes, like 30 people in each room. The two business uh, teachers would come in and say, turn to page 32 of the textbook. We're okay, now do the task. And then they'd go and sit and have coffee in the middle room for the whole lesson. And then they would shout and tell people what page to turn to and to do the task. And I was like, if this is business, then I'm clearly not going to be interested. So I stopped pursuing business, but I knew and I thought that would excite me back then. So because of the teachers, I, I think that stopped me wanting to do it at A-level. And that just shows that if you have the right inspirational people, the right support network, and the encouragement to really find out what's awesome about you, you can really blossom more successfully as a result. And it takes people like that that might hold you back. And so I think all these little things helped me to get to the decision and commitment of why I love what I do right now. Uh, and when I was at university, I was thinking, right, I don't want to become an outdoor instructor, because that's what I was doing at the time alongside university, because outdoor instructors have a great lifestyle, but they're skint. I started looking at the end of my university, what was the next step, and I noticed that in teaching there was something called fast track to, to assistant, uh, fast track to headship. It was like a five-year plan to become head, and so I was like, right, that sounds like something uh, as, a, as a challenge. So I started asking questions: What do I need to do to, to get that? You had to have A's at GCSE, A's at A level, and then a two-one at degree level. And so I didn't have A's at GCSE. I didn't have A's at A level because I had C's, D's, N's, and U's. And so for me, that was like a bang, you can't do it. So I was like, right, okay, well, I've got, this, I've got dyslexia. That's why my grades sucked. What do I need to do to show you I've got the skill set now that I've blossomed? And I went, okay, well, you need to get a first-class honours degree at university. And if you can pass all these psychometric testing like we do for everybody else, uh, you can be in the top 100 people in the country, and then we will enable you to come on this fast-track headship. So I went, right, I've now got a goal. They've challenged me, so I put all my effort into that and then got that result, passed all the psychometric testing, and there we go. So I was then a fast-track teacher, and then within my first uh, year and a half, I would, I'd won uh, Outstanding New Teacher of the Year, and then three years after that, I was uh, awarded National Award-winning Teacher for Outstanding Contribution to Link Outside the Classroom. So for me, that kind of challenge to always be the best version of me triggered by the fact I realised I know who Tom is at the age of 21, I'm this guy who's dyslexic, I'd, I'd been to see this guy called Tony Robbins, learned more about who I was, and I was like, right, I've got this commitment, let's get success. I'm never again going to be average, and everything I want to do now is to just be awesome. When you're in a career that you love and you're passionate about, it's not a job, it's just, it's just what you do for life, because you feel fulfilled. You're growing, you're achieving, you're contributing, uh, and that, uh, I was all-encompassing in teaching. But then, uh, it, was just, it is still a job, and... Uh, right behind all that, I was watching the education change. So my fulfillment from teaching was helping people see that there's more life than just an exam factory. So I was doing international trips. I was doing the Duke of Ember Award. We were, we were putting 120 people a year through the Duke of Ember Award, and this is a normal comprehensive. I took the whole of a year seven, so like, let's say like nearly 200 people, camping for five days in the Lake District, and people were going, Tom, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in normal comps. I'm going, 
okay, if that doesn't happen, it's going to happen in this school. So I was loving that bit. But I, the education changed because of becoming an exam factory because of the government. Uh, and my head teacher at the time was retiring. I saw there's going to be a change. So I jumped ship, went to a new school to be uh, a senior leader in the school, assistant head level. And I thought on paper it sounded great, but I had a new boss, a new regime. And within six weeks, I hated it so much where I didn't want to be on the planet because I, I wasn't achieving. I'd gone from being national award-winning teachers, uh, where I was getting outstanding Ofsted lessons, Ofsted lessons. I'd gone from teaching teachers how to be awesome uh, and get outstanding results to this school who said I was unsatisfactory because I didn't get the kids to write down the, the objective off the board in their book. And I, wasn't, and I wasn't committed to telling teachers off and not marking in the right color pen. So at that point I went, that's it, I'm out. And I just walked out within 24 hours without a plan. If you're enjoying this series and you're getting value from it, it would be really awesome if you could just leave a review and share it with your friends so we can really widen our reach on helping more people make it happen. Now, as a thank you for doing so, if you screenshot your review and you send it to me on one of my social media platforms, let's say on Instagram, so you can DM me, Tom Heaney underscore property, and you can show me your review or send it to me on Facebook, Tom Heaney Property. Then uh, as a thank you, I'll invite you to a private roundtable mastermind where we're going to be looking at how you can really scale your personal brand, your business or your property investment uh, portfolio using social media and marketing in 2020. So how can you really smash and scale that? So that'll be happening in February. So if you want to come to that as a complimentary guest, as my thank you for really helping boost our uh, podcast, then you just send me your screenshot. But for one lucky winner for the next six weeks as well, we will also be giving you two complimentary VIP tickets to our boutique Property Wealth and Cashflow course event where you'll be front row, you'll have a work booklet and a private Q&A with myself on the Sunday with lunch as a thank you for just being awesome. And in addition to that, there'll be an online property training series that helps you understand how you can control property and create over a thousand pounds per property per calendar month using hardly any of your own cash so that's be one lucky winner for the next six weeks so keep enjoying this podcast and once again thanks for tuning in so i've been in property 10 years um whilst i was being a teacher so i always knew i wanted to get into property i just didn't know how to use money properly didn't have the right network around me so what i was doing was leveraging my income and i was buying property doing them and then selling them on and I was doing a slow, long, slow, painful, hard way because I didn't have the right brokers, didn't have the right financial advisors. And so everything was just my own way. So I was the guy doing the plastering, the plumbing, knocking down walls. And I was proud because I had a garage full of tools. But at the same time, I had a full-time teaching commitment. I was, work, I was getting into school for 7 a.m., sometimes getting home at 7, 8 p.m. Then I was trying to find property and work until 2 a.m., 3 a.m. when I was having a project on the go. So it was very time intensive. But once I'd quit teaching, I didn't think I could get into property because all my money had been locked down into the property, didn't have any money left in the bank, had very limited cash flow, so I didn't think property was for me. It was for rich people. It was for people who had income. But I didn't want to go back into school teaching because I thought, that's it, I'm done. I didn't want to go and get another job, but I was prepared to because I had to. You have to, get, you have to generate money, and that's the thing. Even if you want to go and volunteer your services somewhere, everything costs money. And this has started becoming even more apparent when you haven't got much. So I was like, right, even if I want to go and help more people, if I want to do charitable stuff, everything costs money. So I started asking more resourceful questions. How can I get into property with no money? I was doing so much more investment in my education again. 
as I, I'm going to now control property rather than buy it because it costs less. And I'm going to use the control to create cash flow because cash flow is king or queen. And this new discovery, this major commitment to create financial freedom was my year one plan after leaving teaching. And I set my set on rent to rent. And my goal was to generate over £100,000 profit from that one strategy to create financial freedom, to have more time, to then to learn how to raise money to build a multi-million pound portfolio on top of what I already had. And that was my commitment and that's still my commitment right now. So <clears throat> maybe you can't relate to this if you're watching this and hopefully you've never been in a position where you really want to leave a job so much so that the, the actual decision to not be on the planet is more, um, more desirable than actually any other choice. Now, when you're in a position like that, um, you actually become very detached from all thoughts and you, you, become, um, you become numb to even the impact you'd have on other people. Uh, you can become very inward looking and you feel quite grey inside. Now, um, if, you, if you have been in that position, you will know exactly what I mean by that. But if you've never, it'd be hard to understand what it really feels like to be in a place where you have zero self-worth, you, you feel completely lost. Now, um, thankfully, I made this decision to communicate my internal thoughts. When you're a bloke, most blokes find it hard to talk because that's the culture of the UK. But actually, by talking through what I was feeling uh, and just sharing with my partner that like, this is, I need to leave tomorrow, otherwise something serious is going to happen, um, that enabled me to just at least have some feeling of support. But I'd like to say that after that day of leaving that job, everything was rosy, but no, it was actually, I had months of real, real tough challenges, like slamming doors, uh, feeling really angry. My, my emotional roller coaster was like, uh, that's because um, you feel lost. Because once you've gone from something where you feel like you're part of a community, where you feel like you belong, you're achieving, contributing, growing, feeling awesome, top of your tree, um, fulfillment's off the chart, to like completely lost, completely like you don't know what you're doing, uh, and then all the choices seem rubbish, and you think, what is life about? Money, you have hardly any money. Uh, you, you just feel completely chaotic. And so when you're in that, uh, I was I couldn't get out of bed at times. I it just I just wanted to sleep. But then at night I couldn't sleep, and it was a lot of chaotic times. And there was a journey of self discovery. So I started doing audio books. I was looking for the, the next thing. So it's yeah, October, November, December. I'd, I'd sold this house subject a contract. I'd sold my investments subject a contract, and I was ready to start a new chapter in the Lake District as an outdoor instructor and a bed and breakfast owner, thinking that was the next step, but it wasn't. So during that period of self-discovery again, rediscovering who Tom was, where am I headed, uh, and this, this idea of teaching and career of, of education was now kind of ceased for the time being. I was just uh, listening to uh, audiobooks and reading books, things like Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I started um, reading and listening about um, financial IQ and um, the, the Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And all this stuff was like, because for me, education is the core of how you can become better. Like you're a continual learner. So the mantra of the more you learn, the more you earn, I think is essential if you always want to be the best version of you. So I was using the time that I had because I didn't have a job. Uh, I was in bed a lot, so I was listening to audiobooks, podcasts, researching, looking for the thing. And then um, in January in 2018, I was like, I'm not going to become a B&B owner. That's too, that's just not me. Uh, and there's more to me. There's more than me. In a B &B. I'm not saying the B&B owners are bad. I just went, I can, I, I, there's more in me to, to, to make a difference in the, in the, on the world. And so I just started coming up with a plan like this in year one. 
financial freedom, create like be, focus on me, and year two raise money to actually build a multi-million pound portfolio, and then year three onwards I'm going to go back and start empowering and reaching out, helping people. I didn't know what it looked like at the time. I didn't know a Tom Heaney education formed, but in the back of my mind I had this thing that I knew that I want to get out and smash out and help more people, and that's where we are now. That's we're at the embryonic stage of that, and I'm just loving that journey so much. If you were in right at the bottom of the barrel, step one, you just go and communicate. Because you often feel like nobody really understands, nobody really, really, nobody really cares. That was one of my things. Like deep down, nobody cares. I was thinking everybody's selfish, really. Everybody cares about themselves. And so right at the bottom of the barrel, step one is you need to reach out. And so if you're watching this and you're in the bottom of the barrel and you haven't got anybody, reach out to me. Okay, you, you DM me and communicate with me and I'll be that person to listen. But everybody's got somebody to listen to. And uh, that's step one. But if you're financially screwed right now, then there's always a roadmap out. Even if you've got lots of debts, and I'm not saying that's where I was, but it, maybe that's your motivation, that's why you feel low. You can make changes and get like a payment plan to get you out of that. Maybe you hit your job right now and you might feel that you can't choose to get out of it. But no, the, 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 the thing that, that controls the quality of our lives is choice. Everything we do revolves around choice. You can choose to be where you are right now or you can choose to be somewhere else. It might not happen overnight, but you can have a choice. And the choice is why people hate what they do. They're just choosing not to do something else because it's harder to do something else than what they're doing right now. So they make the excuse. That's why my mantra is sometimes if you really want to get the best success, you have to make that decision and you have to be the commitment to push through the stuff that's hard to get to the next level. But when you push through it, the next level is awesome, I promise you. Now, before you listen to the next episode, I want to say a massive thank you if you are already a subscriber. And I know some of you have yet to subscribe. I am watching. Please do hit that subscribe button so you get alerted when the next episode comes out. And it's every single week. And the comments, the more you engage, the more you tell us what you want, the more we can help serve you and get the best results to make it happen. Now, some people don't know we exist yet and they could be some of your friends. Just think, one episode could really help transform and change the direction of their life for the better, so please do share it with them too. Enjoy the next episode and I'll see you soon.